everybody, Stephen Key here, and I have another very special guest, Jason Klug. Is that correct, Klug? It's Klug. Klug. I'm sorry. Thank you. And what's the Come name of your? In. Okay. Before we jump in, um, we'll talk a little bit about what you do, uh, but your company. Pronounce your company for me, because I saw that I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that correctly. Yeah, it's called Klugonics. 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 Boy, that's a mouthful, Jason. Yeah, it's good for Google. It so, is. No, okay. No <laughs> okay, so, you know, on our channel, we have a lot of inventors out there that have got ideas. And we all know that you need more than just a sketch on a napkin. You're going to probably need some help. And you're going to probably need help in a lot of different areas because your company does a lot of different things. So could you please share with all of us a little bit about yourself and what your company does? Because you're called the boss man. Yeah, sure. (laughs) But so my background is an engineering. So I always, you know, my whole career has been making products more on the technical level. uh, And... You know, this is about six years ago I started this company, which was more focused at the beginning of just the development side, uh, where I had started by myself working out of apartment, just doing a lot of the engineering work for various clients, helping them kind of get the rest of the way. Uh, and then I would pull in industrial designers here and there on projects to help with the, the ideation and the conceptualization of products. And um, eventually... Over time, I slowly brought on more and more team members until we got a full you know, development team where we have industrial designers on staff and we have engineering on staff and then project management. And yeah, we basically help companies go through the you know, little bit of research and concepting uh, to help shape their idea with pen and paper, um, sometimes digital sketching to you know, a concept that they're excited about that highlights the features, the function, the form, also potentially even getting some idea of what intellectual property is possible uh, in early phases. And from there, we'll move them into a design for prototype phase where it actually goes from a designer's hands into an engineer's hands. And that's when they do a lot of the 3D modeling work, the uh, problem solving of how to make the mechanisms, the functionality of it work. Uh, we'll actually then create prototypes. And we create prototypes a variety of ways. Sometimes we do it overseas where we have a, a partner that we've been working with for, for many years that does, you know, CNC prototypes that are, you know, CNC'd out of solid plastic then painted and finished, uh, very presentable where they're, you know, good for video, photography, whatever uh, you might need it for, but then also testing um, and, you know, that's great because then we could give them this functioning prototype. They could test it, interact with it. Uh, then they're going to, you know, have a, a list of tweaks and changes they want to make, but then also get some feedback from potential customers. Um, and then we go through uh, the start of the design for manufacturing phase on our end where we implement a lot of those tweaks and changes and then get the models as far along as we can to where at that point we pass it off to Nate and his team where they're then able to start you know getting factory quotes getting uh um, the strategy on the manufacturing level squared away so then they could finish the process and get into production and and quality control moving forward okay wow that sounds like a lot to absorb jason you're overwhelming me for just a minute so let's start at the very beginning i've got Mm -hmm. this I, i love your website by the way and i love at the very beginning it says if you've got a 
half-baked idea, middle-of-the-night idea, sketch-on-a-napkin idea, you need to come to us from conception to completion. So you do totally. the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to anymore. But my, I have a you know a good team that yeah we can uh, we can do it, and and it's nice because uh, you know a lot of people that come to us like they're saying you know they might have a napkin sketch which is a super rough idea, and then maybe they haven't fully thought it out. You know, maybe there's too many features that they're thinking about implementing. Maybe it's not a good place for them to start. It's not quite the minimal viable product they should spend the capital on to get it to the finish line. But, you know, with the design process where, you know, for example, our creative director, Aaron, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got a master's degree in industrial design and he's, he's all about taking the client through their idea, exploring it before pen to go, pen goes to paper and, you know, making sure that, is that idea as well thought out as it should be? Uh, maybe there's more to it. Uh, and, you know, just then putting visuals in front of them to help them, you know, start visualizing what it can become and, you know, process of elimination gets them into a final concept that they're excited about. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that first step because that's a very important step, isn't it? I mean, if you get that mm -hmm. wrong, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? Totally. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that research, um, are you researching all the different ways it could function, all the ways it could look, maybe reducing some of the bells and whistles, but are you really, are you researching the marketplace at all, looking at similar ideas to make sure you're not just repeating yourself? Yeah, totally. And that, and that can come down to the budget of the customer. You know, sometimes people, you know, they, they have a, you know, maybe they're industry experts in the industry they're building the product in. And, you know, maybe they've been working in it for 15 years. They don't necessarily need us to, to do as much research. They can come with, hey, I've been doing this for 15 years and I've seen this problem over and over again. This is going to solve that problem. You know, maybe they don't need for us to go as in-depth on the research. But some of the companies, we do have research packages where we can do a little bit of, okay. you know, customer research, do some surveys, do some uh, competitive analysis, right. uh, but then also exploring design languages and, and you know, where it's going to fit in when it comes to an overall brand and a product suite in the, in the future of the, you know, the company that they're, they're going. Um, so really every, every customer needs something a little different. Okay. Let's talk about that at the very beginning, if you just have a sketch on a napkin, let's say mm -hmm. your team gets on it, you're doing a lot of research and you're doing some sketches, but let's say you kind of, you change it enough to where you kind of invented something. Is there a conflict there at all? No, we don't, we don't believe like, uh, I don't think as a design company, that's the way to, to, you know, serve customers, you know, and that's happened a lot where someone comes to us with an idea and then we kind of, you know, dig in deeper and then come with something that they're actually more excited about, but it's different than what they initially had. But at the end of the day, they're, they're paying us to, okay. to do that. Right. So Good it's like, know. that's, that's their, uh, okay. I would encourage them to then get IP and sometimes, you know, it's, which is helpful on the, on the intellectual property side, but you know, they will put, you know, our designers or so, or an engineer on their patent, but not with any rights on it, but just as a uh, contributor. Very nice. Okay, because I think you have to do that by law. I want to talk right. about one of your products because I used it. Okay, I, which one? In fact, I used it last week in, in uh, on Kona. I believe it was okay. your Sea View 180. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
and it works great. Is that true? I mean, I looked at it. In fact, um, I was at this beautiful home and they have all the different toys. And I went in the back, I went out in the garage and I grabbed this one mask because mm -hmm. I really liked it. It was, um, it was a snorkel, uh, a face snorkel, but I liked it because I wasn't like putting something in my mouth. Right. The full face snorkels are totally starting to trend for that reason. Yeah. Okay. So let's but, talk. But that's a, so that one is an example of a company that they were already very resource rich themselves. Okay. And, okay. you know, so yes, we did help with the conceptualization and the aesthetics. Um, and we helped on the first chunk of the engineering and getting the CAD models. Um, but actually the Wildhorn, you know, they're a pretty substantial company to where they did a lot of the final legworks themselves. Um, but, you know, it was definitely, I mean, that was a technical project and, um, I mean, it was a fun one. So beautiful. beautiful. So, okay. So if I'm an inventor, if I'm on a limited budget, can I mm -hmm. use, can I piece some of this out? I mean, could, cause I've seen that you've got four steps and the last yeah. one's the manufacturing. Can I say, Hey, Jason, I just need you on step number one, or Hey, I need you on step number three. I need a prototype. Can I do that? Can I piecemeal it like that? Yeah, it has happened. Um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, someone thinks they're in the right position and then I go and look at it and it's like, you're way further away from where you need to be. Um, and I also have seen where, a lot of inventors come to us, we do the concept design phase and they're like, okay, I'll figure out the rest on my own. And they've got, you know, some design drawings. And then a year or so later, they come back to us and say, we haven't gotten anything done. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you could do that. And like, you know, Wildhorn, for example, they, they have a, a team on staff. They don't necessarily need us for every step of the way, but we can jump in and out as needed, which is fine. And we do that with a lot of the bigger brands. Um, but a lot of times for an inventor, someone that might not have engineering or a technical mindset to lead engineering at the level that you really need to to get a product into manufacturing, uh, they end up saving by going with us because we do this all day. We make, you know, like we make so many SKUs that we've gotten all the way from concept into production and have dealt with the issues and, you know, whether it's, you know, understanding how injection molding parts need to be designed or how silicone is made or cut and sew needs to be done, whatever. So it's like as a working with our, our process, you know, they're going to end up saving time, money and, okay. and getting their market, your product to market much faster. When you, when a client comes to you, do you look at the product, do a little bit of evaluation, then did you come back with a, a total price? I mean, is that possible to do that or a, is it an estimate or how do you how do you handle the billing and the budgeting of a project? So the concept design phase is a fixed rate and we have different levels. Uh, that, this is the first phase. We have different levels of packages based on budget and how deep you want us to go. So that's that's pretty fixed. Um, engineering can be. Uh, yeah, that that's tough at times to come up with uh, uh, an initial cost when it's you know how much time it's going to take. But we we're, we give good estimates to where. If, um, yeah, we give a good enough estimate where you could then budget for it. Okay. When it comes to manufacturing, sometimes it's hard to estimate manufacturing without assets to get quotes or images of the design. You know, if you just go, hey, I want to make a, a shovel that does this, to get a quote on that that's accurate is, is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty tough. 
but if you have something physical, uh, like an example or a complimentary product that's very similar, you could de definitely get like an idea of where that cost could end up, knowing that there's going to be a plus or minus in there somewhere. Okay, wonderful. One last question, Jason. How important is, is to work with a company like yours that has all the different, you know, the, the, the different parts from the very beginning to the very end because you're tied in the manufacturing too, because how important it is for you to design something that can actually be manufactured? Oh, I mean, I, so many companies that I interact with that you hit walls and because we have, and, and we'll get into Nate's side, you know, and you'll see how we're able to power through those walls because you know, sure, we could have all the designers and engineers in the U.S., but that doesn't really matter unless you have someone on the ground at the factory level that is just as technical, if not more technical, on the production side with you, but then also understands the culture on the other side of the world in, in order to manage it through the process. So, yeah, I mean, it, we, we just really help prevent hitting walls, or if we do hit walls, we we know how to plow through them and continue on without hiccups. And you know, one thing that we take, you know, pride in is the fact that we are, we keep it super transparent. And when we hit those walls, you know, the client's going to be exposed to it and be like, hey, this is the issue we ran into. Okay. These are the, you know, this is how, we, here's a few ways that we're thinking we could bust through that wall. Um, you know, just so you're aware, that's what you're work, we're working through and stuff like that. So, Okay. I think it's, um, yeah, it helps you get there without really, uh, versus going to a bunch of different freelancers here and there. And, you know, one might be specialized in this, but they need the job. So they're going to go, yeah, I could do that. And then you get, you know, two months down the road, you, you know, they build you so many hours and then they get to a point where it's like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this, you know, and then you're on the hunt for another freelancer. Okay. Um, how important, I've got one more question. I said I was going to stop. One more question. Because you're looking at this project from the front end to the back end and mm -hmm. you're designing something that can be manufactured, how important is that to take that knowledge and to actually use that with the IP as well, in your opinion? Oh, I, I mean, if you have, you know, I, I, I think it's crucial, especially in the fact where, you know, let's say you're getting a utility patent on a specific functionality. Right. And if you have a concept sketch of how that functionality works, but no engineering or manufacturing insight, you know, you're going to go and, you know, spin a bunch of wheels with intellectual property, you know, getting patents and stuff. And then all of a sudden you get in production and realize, oh, that doesn't work. And that happens. That's just like part of development. And that's why they have provisional, non-provisional and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's um, I mean, that's why it's important that even on the design side of things to have engineering, having an oversight of a concept design very early on. And that's why when we do our design meetings internally or even with clients, you know, it's good to have at least one engineer in the room, uh, you know, making sure that the direction they're headed is going to be doable. Um, but then also, if you think about it, you know, what if the intellectual properties at the manufacturing process level and, you know, you might, 
it's good to have that mindset going into the design phase where it's like, okay, I don't know exactly how we're going to overmold this onto that or whatever. Um, but if you could get in earlier in the game and say, okay, here's a possible manufacturing advancement that we can start to, to get after now to where you could protect yourself way further back than just a utility patent. And then, you know, with the concept design, I can ping Nate and say, Nate, is it possible for us to find a factory that is going to adapt with us to implement this manufacturing process? And the ability to do that can protect a product at a different level than you would be able to do with just a design or a utility patent um, to where it's going to be very difficult for even bigger brands to knock you off or at least have that type of uh, quality that you're getting at with that process. Yeah, I love that perspective because I feel there's a lot of patents out there that are basically worthless because they don't have any manufacturing know-how. So yeah. I love that you can tie that in. Um, Jason, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to do a part two. We're going to talk a little bit about the manufacturing part of your company. So thank you very much. Anything you'd like to add that you'd like to share with inventors or product developers that are coming to you? Well, I mean, we work with uh, yeah, so many brands and individuals. We've worked with so many individuals that just had a, you know, pencil drawn concept and now they are warehousing inventory and selling and growing a brand. So yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're here, we're ready to help and, um, you know, just feel free to reach out on our website and we can, we can help you get through that process or figure out how to make our process work for you. So, okay. Thank you very much. We're going to have all your contact information down below. Jason boss, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having us.